This gospel message is brought to you by the redeemed Christian Church of God, Fountain of Love, Aberdeen, UK. Open your heart to receive this life-changing Word of God. Anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went about doing good and healing all. Mm-hmm. But God was with him. Amen. First John chapter 2, 26 and 27. Please stay standing. We read that together. Amen. First John chapter 2, verses 26 and 27. One, two, go, shall we? These things I have written to you concerning those who try to deceive you. Wow. But the anointing which you have received from him abides in you. And you do not need that anyone teach you, but as the same anointing teaches you concerning all things, and it's true, and it's not a lie. And just as it is, I thought you, you will abide in him. One more time, verse 26 and 27, please, if we may. These things I have written to you concerning those who try to deceive you, But the anointing which you have received from him abides in you. And you do not need that anyone teach you. But as the same anointing teaches you concerning all things, and it's true, and it's not a lie, and just as it has taught you, you will abide in him. Father, in the name that's above all names, we hereby stand on your word that is unbroken. That which you have given unto us, we confess that we have it. We believe we shall not lose it. We stand against everyone that wants to dissuade us of the fact that we have got it already. And we are asking the name of Jesus that evidence shall follow our lives. Lord, shorten the time for the communication of this word. Let the anointed do a mighty thing in this place. Break every yoke. Set your people free. Above all, set your people on fire. Let your word work. Let your word work. Let your spirit give us speed. In the name of the Lord Jesus, let your glory be the grace that will lift us unto higher ground in the name of Jesus. Yokes be broken let the anointing oh God burst forth from each and every one of us in the name of the Lord Jesus show yourself strong oh God thank you once again Father in Jesus marvelous name we have prayed hallelujah please be seated in the mighty presence of our dear God amen so there's no price for guessing what the title of the message is but you can still try. Yes? Huh? The anointing that breaks the yoke. It's too long. It's not my PhD thesis. It's just the anointing. Somebody say the anointing. <laughs> Hallelujah. Very quickly, got a few things to share with you. First of all, the anointing is the divine empowerment to function. The anointing is the divine empowerment to function. Kenneth E. Egan says, there is nothing like God's power. The anointing is the divine enablement to function. God can, and he actually does, empower anyone he desires. You don't need to be a Christian. And that's why there are two categories of gifting or anointing. That's what we call the anointing for natural gifts and the anointing for supernatural gifts. James chapter 1 verse 17 says, every good and every perfect gift is from above, including the gift to do computing, including the gift to make windows and to make social media or to be a boxer, strangely, all gifts, they come from above. And from the Father of light with whom there is no variation or variableness or any shadow of turning. Hallelujah. So if the first category of gifting or anointing is for natural talent, the second one evidently will be for supernatural gift. You agree with me? To prove unto you clearly that everything you see operates outside there 
The devil is not the one that has empowered them. If you can show me in the Bible one place that the Bible says the devil empowers somebody, please, I'm very ready to concede. The devil has got no power of his own. The Bible says all power belongs to who? All power belongs to who? So, from today, when we're talking about the anointing, don't just look at the anointing to heal, anointing to preach, anointing to teach. We are looking at the anointing to be a lawyer, to be a legal expert, to be a doctor, to be a teacher. The anointing to be a bus driver. The anointing to be a driving instructor. The anointing to be a wife. The anointing to cook. And some families need that anointing. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm saying yes. What about the anointing to be a good husband? Hallelujah. Anointing to stand up and come and testify that my wife has been good. Eh? Now, wow. Where is the guy? Come on. So, the anointing is for every area of empowerment to be what God has ordained you to be. Hallelujah. And I'm trusting God today there shall be a free flow of the anointing. Now, what is the analogy for the anointing? The analogy for the anointing is... A vehicle, a car. That car can function without the anointing. You agree with me? Yeah, it can function. A car can move you from point A to point B without fuel, which is the anointing. When you push it, it will move you. But you know how ridiculous that is. And that is the kind of life many times we have lived. We live without the anointing, and so there's no much effort and stress to get it done. So the anointing is the fuel that drives the vehicle. The anointing is the power that starts the car to go. And there are many variations of this analogy that we can use. We can have a car without fuel or a car with fuel but not started. A car with fuel started but not in the hand, but in the hand of a novice. Are you getting all that combination now? Have a car without a fuel. And it doesn't commonly happen in the UK. I still learned that AA is still called out. Does anybody the percentage? About 9% the last time I checked. That what they call that for is that my fuel has run out. I mean, it's incredible. And it's usually not a matter of I don't have money to top it up. I just forgot. It will take me there. How many Christians are just hoping it will take me there? Matthew chapter 25, remember? Verses 1 to around verse 15. Where it was talking about those with enough oil and those without enough oil. I will just get there. I will just survive on that job. It's a new environment. Well, somehow I will survive. Just contracted the marriage. You know, somehow we will make it. You don't have enough oil. And then you need to call out the AA. The vehicle has stopped. And usually they don't say, my fuel, my fuel has run out. They will say, the engine cut. So they said, have you started? I've started. They said, what kind of sound? They don't they not know the trick. So they will know whether. And sometimes I learned that they delay visiting you. Don't let them know that I know. That they delay visiting you if, you have, if your vehicle has stopped because of a foolishness. They will divert that energy onto those that are more serious. They can say, where they can know that is because of your own foolishness. That's why the engine is not running. Hallelujah. Of course, you can have the engine that you can have it started. But that's the problem with the anointing as well. If it's the hand of a wrong person, they can crash it. We can talk about that later. Or they may not be able to know how to change the gears very well. And all those guys negotiating bends at the speed of 150 miles per hour. All those race drivers. God bless them. But they are special hands. And that's why there are difficult situations in life. When the anointing is there, you can deal with that. Let's quickly go on to one or two things. Just to prove unto you, if you want to write Isaiah chapter 41, verse 1 down, 45, verse 1. You know it very well. When God called a heathen king, my anointed. So just to prove unto you that anyone that is functioning well outside there, and it should start in the church, even for the natural talent, you need an anointed. Doctor, get the anointed. Nurse, get the anointed. Physio, get the anointed. Teacher, get the anointed. Lawyer, everybody get the anointing. So that we can be on top there. The computer is get the anointing. And the Lord will lay his hand upon us. I'm very also convinced in my heart, brethren, that in this stage in which the church is, we need the anointing more than ever before. Because there is an uphill task ahead, uphill task ahead of us. The Lord knew this and that's why he made sure even the early church, when the terrain was very much as difficult as our own terrain, he made sure that he promised them, he said in Luke chapter 24, verse 49, Luke 24, 49, he said, wait for the endowment with power before you go out. Many at times, many are running into, there's a very good book, if you're, if you're into reading books, um, the man has gone to be with the Lord now, um, 
He said, the unnecessary casualties of war. It's by John, uh, Paul, John, uh, John Paul Jackson. His name is very funny. He's been to be with him. He's very powerful, the prophetic. There are many believers, they are just unwitting casualties because we've not got the infilling before we start stepping out. All right? But that's not what we're going to talk about today. Because of our time, quickly mention to you uh, one or two things. But please don't, don't ever forget that whatever you set out to do, whether in the secular or in the spiritual, from today, you must get the empowerment from above before you step out. Can I hear your amen? amen. Please, I beg you, wake up everyone and say, Lord, empower me. It makes a world of difference. I used to tell you I'm very accident prone before. I would leave my house in the morning. One of the greatest things I enjoyed being a believer. Because when I gave my life to Christ, which means the Holy Spirit came into me and made me to be less accident. I can start in the morning. I will have problems at work. I will crash my car. I will argue with somebody. Everything will fall to me. But when the anointing came in, it empowered me so that I don't make errors anymore. If you are saying that category, the Lord will deliver you. Your life will not be full of errors in the name of Jesus. And there are different types of anointing we need to prove. But because of our time, quickly, when the anointing is present, the work at hand, I will mention four things that will happen when the anointing is present. Number one, the work at hand is easy. The work at hand is easy. Um, anyone in all these professions I've mentioned or in, in ministry work, you find that it is easy. It's just easy. You don't struggle. You are leading music, you find out that it's just easy to, to do it. You, you've been there before. You know, you're preaching, you're teaching a class, you just find out that there's an ease around it. And usually you can shut the anointing and you can allow the anointing to flow. You're operating, you find out that, you know, if you are, whichever day, you, are, you are leading somebody, you are teaching someone how to drive. And, and one of the main things about the anointing is that it's the anointing that separates people from people. The anointing is what separates. It's the anointing for being a teacher that separates one from being, you know, a nurse. And within those categories, there are also levels as well. So all those things, hopefully we find time to talk about that. The first thing you need to know is that when the anointing is there, it is easy. It will be easy for you. Oh, you are not here. I said it will be easy for you. Because we walk in the anointing. Amen. And not many people, you start jobs and hear complaints about, Pastor, the thing is that, you know what, get the anointing. Get the empowerment from above. They won't complain about your work anymore. Simply because you are working under the anointing. Hallelujah. You won't sweat. Keep keep pushing uphill every time. Hard work, 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 work. It's good to work. It's good to work with the right tools. Anybody can get from here to Dundee. Do you have many of you use Google Maps? Use Google Map a lot. No, Google Map is very good. You know that. You know, we do those. Okay, if they can cleverly do that upstairs for me, I will illustrate it. Where you click that arrow like that, which is distance, and, and what is that? What is direction from one point to another, isn't it? So if you click Palmas, 31 Palmerston Road to, let's say, Graham Road in Dundee, which is where another dream church is. And then it will give you five, four ways usually to get that. You remember? Which one is usually the first one? By, eh? Is, ah, no, 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 that's not, no. It will give you how you can get there by bus. Give you how you can get there by car. To give you how you can get there by walking. It will give you how you can get there by bicycle. Uh-huh. So Google Maps knows. There's nobody that cannot get from here to Dundee. The problem is how do they... If Google Map knows that, church knows that as well. There's no one who cannot embark on something and eventually get there. The question is that how easily will you get there? Sometimes I do do some funny things, especially when I travel out of the country. You know, if you're going to drive between New York and Los Angeles, it takes you only about 36 hours to drive. Is it 36 or more? It's about, it's about, it's about, it's about 36. If you fly, uh-huh, that's my, those are my guys. There's usually something on top. Those are the ones. Where, where are my punter? That's the, that's the car there, you see? Car, car, bus, train, okay, or public transport, walking, bicycle. If we give you flight, sir. 
That tells you that even the old world knows that moving from A to B is not the question. The point is that how do you get there? Will you get there? You will get there by flying. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Lord have mercy. And the thing has audacity will tell you how you can walk between New York and Los Angeles. That's serious audacity. Now, New York to Los Angeles, on a good day, it's about seven-hour flight, six or seven, because the whole of U.S. has about 12 Nigeria countries in it. And the whole of U.S., about 12 Nigeria, can squeeze 12 Nigeria into it, so from one end until the other. So what I'm simply telling you, brethren, is that may God make your journey easier. Yeah. <laughs> Hallelujah. When the anointing is there, number two, the work at hand will be effective. Hallelujah. And let, let, let me, let me uh, I, I, it's sometimes good to write some of these things that maybe God wants you to hear them. Please go to Matthew chapter 17 from still on the first point. Leave a space. And then you can, I want to tell you something that always happens when one is working on the anointing. Matthew chapter 17. I don't know where to read. Let's read verses 14. Now, we're going to exceed our time today. Is that okay? All right. If you are really in a hurry, we really apologize. You can leave, but we will definitely extend our time today. It's very important. And um, so, I'm warning you ahead of time. It will not be more than 5 o'clock before we leave. But <laughs> Matthew 17, verse 14. Matthew 17, 14. And when they had come to the multitude, a man came to him, kneeling down to him and saying, verse 15, please, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he was an, is an epileptic and suffers severely, for he often falls into the fire and often into the water. Good, so I brought him to your disciples, but they could not cure him. Full stop. Is that okay? You remember that story? Okay, where was Jesus while the disciples were struggling with this man and his son? Mount of Transfiguration. Okay, please read your Bible very well. It's one of the points I'm going to mention later on. When I'm talking, because possibly 87 more, possibly in this room, they're believers. You know, it's, it's not quite an evangelistic message. You know, most of the time, just keep it preaching to believers. By the Second half of this year, I will expect that most of our Sunday service will be filled with more non-believers that are coming in afresh. And, and that's a target. And, and watch out, the Lord will make it happen. Now, those of you believers, they will only dilute you for a while. Uh, the number will still remain, but they will still dilute you for a while, but they will get converted. Because that's the best place the Lord is taking us. All right? And then ask you to go to 17, please. All right? So, that was what happened. I brought him to your side. We are doing very well up there. I appreciate you. But we, you, they could not cure him. May your own life story not be that we ask him to do it, but could not do it. And there are too many life stories like that. I do hear in companies many times, he said, you know, they keep saying, ah, that guy. They, they, they. And someone was still telling me a few days ago, there's a lot of nurturing going on behind. And the complaint was that this guy is not up to scratch. He's not able. It all comes that I can't do it. It's all of the can't do it, can't do it, can't do it. Uh, preachers, you should not be said you can't do it. Lord, take you can't do it away from us. You know, whatever you are called to do, may you be able to do it. Uh, may you be able to do it. Uh, wives, may you be able to do it, do it. Husband, may you be able to do it. Children, may you be able to do it. You know, exams are coming and they always come to universities and high school or whatever. May you be able to do it. Now, in verse 17 now, thank you very much. 17 now, what happens there? Then Jesus answered, that's why we will stop there, never mind. Then Jesus answered and said, Oh, faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Everybody read the last sentence together. I want to go. One more time. When the anointing is present, that's what you say, bring it. That's, that's, that's the definition of anointing. The definition of anointing is bring it on. It's a new assignment, bring it on. Oh, that person is lame, has not washed his back. He said, bring him. He said, well, how can we convince these people out of the challenges that we are facing? This child has been so stubborn, we have done everything we can do. He said, is that all? Go and bring him. Bring it on. That's what the anointing says. And in that place, they brought the child. The rest of the story is already history to the glory of God. Please, ease will be your portion. We have tried with this patient for so long, we don't know what to do anymore. Under your breath, you say, go and bring him. There's one more attempt, and we will go and get it done. 
situations before everybody has tried from the tough, the top guide onto everybody down the line. All various aspects of professionals. And just one young person amongst the team decided to say, let me give a try. That's the way we say it. But within that, there's an anointing that makes that try to become the reality. God gives you that opening. Companies will not close down on your, on your head. You'll be the savior. The Bible tells us that in the book of Obadiah that he said he will raise up saviors from the house of Jacob. Saviors with small c. May we be the saviors. Uh, because that's the way forward for us. Hallelujah. Number two is going to be effective very quickly. One salmon brought 3,000 people. That is what is called effective. <laughs> that's what they call effective. And in a town of 200,000 people there about, a estimated population of Jerusalem at that time, including the visitors, that was good work. One sermon. The time is coming. We go out for turning month in, month out. Thank God for the seven souls or the six souls we won. Between about 50 of us. Maybe not up to that. Hallelujah. But the time is coming. We shall be more effective. Because in the book of Acts, chapter 2, I want you to read. I want to read that with you as well. As I said, I will dwell on this thing today because the time, if you get this once and for all, I may not preach this message in a long time. But that's why I'm warning you, we will try and drill deep. Acts chapter 2, verse 41, what does it say? Just to prove it unto you. Then those who gladly received his word were baptized, and that day about 3,000 souls were added to the go-to verse... Um, Okay, good. That's where. Then those who gladly received his word were baptized, and that day about 3,000 souls were added to them. Can anybody please interpret that verse for me in a reconstructive manner? Now, in, 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 when you have the Bible in your hand, you must learn how to deconstruct and reconstruct, giving yourself the liberty that you are in that situation without straying out of the contest. And can anybody interpret that verse for me? Did anybody see anything in that plan? Holy Spirit, let the anointing be in this room right now. Let there be revelation. 3,000 people believed and they were baptized. Good. All right. Thank you, man. Huh? Of course, they received. Good. Any other thing? 3,000 of those that gladly received this word were baptized. And if you transform that into our present age, while there are only the people that possibly said the sinner's prayers, we do it in our time. For that particular day. No. Why? Because the 3,000 were just those that eventually got added. So on that day, the effectiveness was more than the 3,000. There were probably some who said, yes, I want to follow Jesus, but somewhere along the line, they didn't get baptized. Maybe some of them, as is common, it's never changed. It's not everyone that received the word that will eventually go all the way. So what am I driving at? That the effectiveness of the word in your mouth or what you are doing is expandable more than the ordinary eyes can see. That's what I'm talking to you about. So that even when they are marking your script, when they look closely, they will know there are greater things happening there for you. Hallelujah. Number two, effective. Is that what you said? I need to start jumping out. Amen. Number three, when the anointing is at work, the work will be extensive. The work will be what? So, whatever you are doing, if you are working under the anointing, what's the first thing that will happen? Ah, are you all not there with me? Please. I, I, Lord, let's anoint these people. Ha. Before prayer, Lord, before I even start prayer, anoint them. So, first thing, when the anointing is on someone, what happens to the work you are doing? Now, one of the things about the anointing, you must learn to stir yourself up. You know, in this room, God can move like that. Some people will just do like that. You know, they are being pushed. And yet, because something about anointing must be open. I always made that a rule. So, number two thing about the anointing is that it, when you are working under the anointing, your work will also be... Okay, good. And number three, your work will be extensive. Extensive means that in the kingdom of God, we only do large. We do big. We don't do small. <laughs> don't let anyone deceive you. Let it just be small and, and dainty, nothing like that. In the kingdom of God, we do what? We do, we do large. Yes, it's extensive. 
So the work will be extensive, the work will grow, the work will spread, the work will have dead, the work will have many other things, but it will be extensive. And you must learn to go for large as much as possible. Practice it in little things. You know, some days of the week I just decide because I get hold in my office or in my bedroom most of the time, so I just want to breathe the air. I used to go on the beach. I don't know what's happening. It's getting colder or breezier in Aberdeen, so it's troubling me. So I don't do that. So I probably just go, if it's sunny outside, I probably just go somewhere. I just buy a little bit of, you know, burger kit, usually three pounds. And I stay in my car, you know, and then just stay there, meditate or venture out a little bit. And one of the days, tell you the story I'm telling you now, okay? I went to this burger kit not long ago. So I ordered this big breakfast meal, just about three pounds, okay? <laughs> You're laughing. And then I said, make it large. And make it like simply means they will give you the same sandwich. You know what I'm talking about now? You are pretending as if you all eat cave, <laughs> as if you don't eat junk food like that. Come on, we do now. So they give you the same sandwich, but they give you more of the fries or the hash brown. Good. There are people that were at the same level. <laughs> then they will give you a drink that is also large. You agree with me? So I went to this particular one this day, and they said, and the man pretended, just picked the cup to give me a hot drink, and then he gave me this, I said, that's a small cup. I said, said, he said, we don't have large cups to serve you. But I ordered large. I didn't argue. So he asked the manager, the manager said, well, that's all we have. So I was still staring them in the face, and we have large today. They gave me two cups. No, 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 no. And two, two, two small cups are bigger than one large cup. Do large. And don't settle for anything but large. Amen. And I'm serious about that. In the midst of all that, do large, do large. The kingdom of God. If you go to the Acts, book of Acts chapter 5 verse 11. Sorry, Revelation chapter 5 verse 11. I love Acts because it's about the book of anointing. Revelation chapter 5 verse 11. It was talking about the population in heaven. That's why I was telling you about there must be increase. Can't just be small. It's just that the time is past. You know, we encourage as the Lord. And every one of us, the Lord will give us joy in that area. You know, have as many children as possible. And if you can't, if you can't, insist your children will have as many children as possible. Go large. And every one of us, I said, we will enjoy that in the name of Jesus. It's, I know people that started late and they overtook those that started. After I said, he said, the last shall be the first. Some you are, some you are saying, well, I'm starting late. Don't worry yourself. You will overtake those that started earlier. And I'm not joking. Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor, go large. Go large. <laughs> some husband and wife, they are, they are very, very careful. <laughs> you might get what you are wishing for. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Don't, do, don't, don't go small. I beg you. Amen? It's where you set your heart. That is what God will fulfill for you. What did it say in Revelation chapter 5 verse 11? Just to anchor that in the scripture. Is it Revelation 5 verse 11? It should be. I read it. Put it up. What did it say? Read together with me. The living creatures... And the elders, and the number of them was 10,000 times. Stop. What is 10,000 times 10,000? About, come on. It's not 10, no, it's 100 million now. 10,000 times 10,000. The, the three zeros, 1 million, 100 million. So the number of the living creatures and the elders around the throne were what? 100 million. And then he could not count anymore. What he then says, and of that's what we call the innumerable company. Why should we be small in the kingdom? 
Why should there not be fullness? And that's why the likes of EADW of this world are just doing totally crazy things. Filling a place, a land place. He says, not the daintiness of it, it's about numbers. The kingdom about numbers. You won't be small. Jeremiah chapter 33 verse 9. Jeremiah 33 verse 9. Tells us about being large. You will be large in influence. Amen. I mean, I was joking about the physical aspect of it. Partly joking. But more importantly, you will have a wide influence. And then it shall be to me a name of joy, a praise. Uh-huh. For me, they shall fear and trouble for... Is that the one I need? It should be 32 or 30. I think, I hope I wrote that down. Just came to my heart now. Where are we? We are extensive, isn't it? All right. I think I should have it somewhere here. If I don't, the Lord will have mercy on all of us. Hallelujah. Okay. It's, uh, some of you should know that. Jeremiah 23, 29. 23, not 33. 23, 29. Quickly go there. We need to read that one. All right? It's not my word like fire. Ah, ah. What is happening? Anointing flow in Jesus' name. It should be easy. <laughs> but don't forget that human elements will always come in. And God will... 30.19. 30.19. Jeremiah 30.19. We need to read that one. Hallelujah. Are you still awake? Are you sure? You won't live here without being anointed. For every road God has called you to. We can read that together. And I want to go... Then out of there, and the voice of those, yes, can I hear amen to that one? And they shall not, keep reading, yes, you won't be small, you won't be small. When the anointing is, you won't be small. Jesus was large. He was driving people away. Moses called for an offering. He said, enough is enough. More than the preachers, they spent one hour to take an offering. And after it, I was really, I'll keep quiet now. Everybody was telling me recently, you know, some of these, some of the settings in the church, in some churches abroad that, you know, during a particular ceremony, they were asking people to come out and give and everybody hold bowls in their hand. The first time I saw that, if it doesn't happen where you came from, you are blessed. Uh, if it happen where you came from, you are still blessed somehow, you know. It's terrible. You know, just practically begging people to give. If the anointing is there, you don't need to beg. Moses just asked people to bring. The Bible said, he said, it's enough now. Unless God does not call you. All the resources we need in this church, we, we won't beg. If God cannot provide it, we will close shop. And we know we're not going to close shop, you know that. So, when God is there, there's enlargement. There's free flow. There's increase. And finally, when God and the Spirit of the Lord is at work, there will be, the work will be established. It will be easy. It will be effective. It will be extensive. It will also be what? Established. Established means that it will outlive you. It will outlive you. What separates one success from another is that their work will follow after them. The distinguishing mark between people is the glory that they live and lingers. A man was shining with me yesterday. There's too many about one of the churches in the city. They bought a plot of land, possibly an acre, bought, bought the land, bought the land for one pound. One pound, yes, hmm? one pound here in the UK. It's about an acre, it's about a plot, not talking about a plot, it's just a plot. How many plots in an acre, anybody? Six, so it's about seven, so it's just, just a plot. But when I then told them, they didn't know the history behind it. And that is why, don't take any effort you are making for granted, keep doing it. One day it will be a fruit. I don't come in here to pray all the time for nothing. The fruit must come. I don't pray. I walk this area for nothing. I, I live it. I believe it. What we eat today is what we sowed yesterday. Those that can't see, they just do like that. <laughs> nothing is happening. I say, keep quiet. You know what is going on. And I know where the fruit. This man didn't know that they got that place, not simply because of the favor of God upon them, but on that same location where I was coming to this town, 
One of the places that Eldaron of blessed memory took me to, he said, Pastor, this place, we used to fellowship there. There was a first choir church here before. And that first choir church eventually moved for whatever reason it is. This other church came into that location. Maybe they started around five, six years ago. From around 1996 to then, 20 years or more gap, this other church came. They then reaped what those ones sold. They didn't know somebody had been praying there and said, this guy will receive it for Jesus. Those first five people, they will say, God ever answered our prayers. Whoever was next door before, we never know. We will take it back for Jesus because it was a church. And God did it in, in step by step. He first gave us the warehouse. And maybe the devil is laughing and says, it's only warehouse they will get. God says, as long as I give them the warehouse, I will give them the church. Somebody prayed there. And when we are dedicated this place, maybe God had. And I said, Lord, one of the statements that was said was that this place will remain a place of building until Jesus comes. Because developers will easily come around in case by adventure. The Lord asked me to move to another location to go and serve. Hear it, everybody, now. I refer to this video. Wherever I see, I don't sell this place. They can probably come with 10 million for you. 10 million is good money, man. With 10 million, I will build a state of the art 10,000 sitter. But as a covenant over this place, it must remain a place of worship. Whatever happens, can you outgrow this place and go to a 10,000 sitter? Of course, if the Lord tarries. But as long as the Lord of heaven and earth lives, there's a covenant about this place. No amount of money they give you, don't take it. We've mentioned that and it remains. God had that. Somebody there prayed and said, we are packing up now. Church is not growing. We can't do anything. Many years after, the spirit of the Lord remembered what was said. What is the struggle in your marriage? God had all your prayer. It will come to pass. That is the working of the Lord. And when it's established, it's the sign that the anointing is working. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are you getting something out of this? Let me just go to the concluding part now. The main reason why God has given us the anointing is so that we as Christians, we can be on fire. Amen? We can be on fire. So, if we go back to our test, first, uh, second Corinthians, is that it? First, Corinthians, first John, chapter 2, 26 and 27. Tells us that the, the, that particular Bible verse in context, because many of the time we read the Bible without, without context. In context was that, if you read the previous verses but don't go there, uh, Paul, the, uh, John the Apostle was addressing problems in some of the churches. And what he wrote up to them are some people that were going around and started saying, bringing false doctrine and bamboozling them and said that they have a fresh revelation from God, that they are seeing things that others have not seen. And therefore, they should listen unto them and, um, you know, they, they are hearing God in a special way. Yeah, the apostle said, don't listen to them. He said, those, those things I have written to you concerning those who try to deceive you. Do you know the context now? He then went to 27 to say what they should be their response, 27. But the anointing which you have received, they are posing that they are more anointed. He said, you have anointing in you too. He said, so nobody needs to teach you. So does that make sense to you now? So they don't need to start teaching you some new thing. There's nothing new to teach you. You got God in you. You got God in you. So that is, the, that is exactly that particular passage in context. All right? But can we use it in application? In application... Yes, indeed. Apostle was right. We've all got the anointing of God in us. But not all of us are working on the anointing, in the anointing. You agree with me? Okay. And so, that will be the concluding part now. So, if you are to work or to release the anointing, three things you will need to do. Number one, you need to fuel up. There's a remnant of anointing in every one of us. But you need to fuel up. F-E-U-E-L. Fuel or fuel. Depends on, you know how grammatically or phonetically sound you are. I will say fuel, some will say fuel. So, and how do you fuel up or fuel up? Is through the word of God. It's the word of God that is the life on the inside of us. I have a Bible passage for that one. Let me refer to my note there. 
In Matthew, um, in Matthew 25, 1 to 13, we mentioned that before. And then Jeremiah 23, 29, he says the word of God is like fire on the inside of you. Jeremiah 23, 29 is like fire. So when we're talking about anointing as the fire, you need to fuel up. You need to read the word of God, not your daily devotional. You need to develop interest in the word of God. There's something about the word of God that makes you to be strong. Sometimes when I'm reading the word of God, I break into tongues because God just opened my eyes. So many of us now, we know more of CNN than we know of the world. And it's sad. And I'm not talking about perfunctionally reading the world. Do Bible in a year. How many have, don't, show, don't, don't give me a show of hand. How many have read the Bible through? You've been a believer for more than 10 years. Have you read the Bible through? If you read the Bible through, what book of the Bible are you reading now? Everybody is just blah, 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 blah. We are, we, then there, there are will flow. You are not fueling up. The word is the food. And food is the fuel to our body. So you need to spend a lot of time on the word of God because that is the fuel that we need. Number two, fire up. Because of time, fire up simply means that the word that is, you need to ignite it. How do you ignite it? You ask God to set you on fire. Number two, you stir yourself up. Second Timothy chapter 1 verse 6. Second Timothy chapter 1 verse 6. You stir yourself. He says, stir up the gift of God in you. That's why when you come to church, you just don't look down and stir yourself up. Shake it up. Mop his purpose in your mind. They say, shout, alle- shout hallelujah. Don't be posh. They say, Jesus, say Jesus. As you are doing all that, what is happening to you is that you are stirring yourself up. And usually when you don't do them, it can constitute a hindrance unto you. Can, have some people misuse it. Of course, some people have misused it, you know, repeating things after them, you know, mindlessly. I'm not talking about that, but calculated one. Whenever I ask you to repeat something, I tell you the reason why I say so. When I ask you to say amen, I say amen, mean let it be so. So listen carefully. Everybody say amen. Amen. Because every word we are said today will be so in your life. So stare yourself. Number three, be in company. That's under fire itself. Be in the company of those that are on fire. Come to church. Every time we go to work, they kill a little bit of our fire. Come on Sunday. Come and rekindle your fire. If you are blessed enough not to walk in a place where your fire is being killed because there are many believers around you, can't yourself bless every morning. Those that go outside there and walk in I've mentioned that to you before. I worked in an environment before, you know, for a very one or two weeks when I just came to the UK. They were playing this new Galahad. I was on the train back home and I was humming the music. I said, God, I'm in trouble. Because whatever you hear continuously, that's what we become. Come to church and fire yourself. And finally, not only fire yourself, I don't fire yourself up. Free yourself up. And that's using tongues. Free yourself. Let's let, let, walk in confidence. Have the opportunity to teach us fellowship. Speak boldly, boldly. Free yourself. You're leading somebody into whatever vocation you are doing, free yourself. Don't, don't be tight. If you are tight, say, Lord, loosen me up. Or do we all have frights and worries? Of course. The apostle said in First Corinthians chapter 1, he said, you know, I come to you fear and trembling. Chapter 1. There's nothing new about that. But the truth of the matter, brethren, is that you can choose to free yourself up. To them, the name that's above all names, the anointing will flow through us. Amen. Musicians, you will play under the anointing more than ever before. Amen. Singers will sing under the anointing. The challenges ahead of us, we need the power of God. We need it. Believe in me, doing church will not do. Oh, if you know what is stacked against, I don't want to alarm you. But thank God for Jesus. Victory is certain. I say victory is certain. The glory of our God will be made done in your life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We will pray, just one prayer point. And that's what I said. The service might be extended. I don't know if the Lord will allow us to probably pray for people on a one-to-one basis, but we'll see how it goes. But I ask you a question, which should be our prayer point. What is the number one purpose and work of Jesus when he came to the world? To do good? Good. To save and save. To seek and 
And that is also the number one duty of the church, to seek and save. Luke chapter 19, verse 10, Luke chapter 19, verse 10, for the Son of Man has come to seek and to save. Now, seeking means revelation. Because if you are seeking in darkness, you won't find. So, you need to have God reveal unto you. That's why our personal challenges, what God will start doing for you is to give you specific answer for your own specific challenge. Did somebody hear me? Specific answer. Because he went on in 1 John chapter 3, verse 8. 1 John chapter 3, verse 8. So that's the seeking, revelation. So we pray for revelation. 1 John chapter 3, verse 8. What does he say? Read that with, together with me. He who sings. Yes. Yes. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. So, to seek and to save. Sin is the work of the devil. Sickness is the work of the devil. Bondage is the work of the devil. And many endless lists. But Jesus in Luke chapter 4, when he gave in the book of Isaiah to read, he said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. That set me, that anointed me, anointed me, anointed me to set the captivity, and he listed a few things that God has called him to do. That same grace has been passed on to you and I. Because in Isaiah chapter 10, verse 27, Isaiah chapter 10, verse 27, it says clearly there the function of the anointing. And it shall come to pass in that day that his body will be taken away from your shoulder and his yoke from your neck, and the yoke will be destroyed because of the anointing, by the virtue of the anointing. As we rise up with me right now, I want us to, the worship team, we need to back us up a little bit to just, you know, sing quietly behind. That the Lord God will give you revelation. I say, God will give us revelation. And the power, the empowerment to be saved and to save will come upon us. Save your life from disaster. Save your children's life from disaster. And also to be an agent of salvation for other people. There are people close to you that you are not happy with their state. Might be parents, might be friends, might be spouse. The word of the Lord is to you is that if you will stand in the gap for them, that they will experience deliverance today the Lord will set them free. They shall be bound no more. So first of all, I would like you to look up to the heavens that God, the fueling is your own duty. The firing up is God's duty. Partly your duty, partly the duty of others. But the starter of the fire is who? God. So don't pray that God will fuel you up. You must fuel yourself up by going to the filling station. Pour in the world. Then, the Holy Spirit will ignite it. And once it ignites it, you can then start freeing yourself up. You will walk in liberty. In the name that's above all names. I want you to just look up to the heavens right now. Whichever way you want to do it. Might be solemnly, might be expressively and say, set me on fire. Ignite me, O oh God. There's too much of uphill in the journey. And this vehicle won't go up except by your fire in the engine. Set me on fire, Lord. I want you to pray that. We may take one or two confessional prayers. And then if the Lord allows us, we might just close on that. But just talk to God first. He's your father. He's listening to you. He's your keeper. Hallelujah.
set me on fire, Lord. Pour your spirit upon us, O oh God. Oh, let nothing remain the same in our lives, Father. Honor, glory, and majesty to you, our God. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. Set on your fire, we praise you, today. Those discouraging you, their words will have no more effect upon you. Send your fire, O oh God. Cry unto him. Cry unto him. Make it your own personal cry. Come on, lift your hearts, lift your voices. Say, Lord, let the fire of the Holy Spirit burn bright in me today. Send your fire, send your fire, send your fire, send your fire, send your fire. Oh Lord, send your fire. Let our lives never be this. Anoint your church afresh. When the fire is burning, sin cannot stand. I guarantee you. When the fire is burning, we don't even have to preach about what is right and what is wrong. Because the fire will be too hot for the enemy to function. When the fire is burning, Deliverance will not be necessary because uh, the fire will burn off every chain and every rope that have been used to tire us. Oh, send your fire, oh God. Send your fire, send your fire. Oh, yes, Lord. Send your fire, we pray in the name of Jesus. Cry out unto him, please, I beg you. Because we need that in your day-to-day work. You will need that in your family settings. You will leave that in your Christian ministry. Lord, make this easy for us. When the fire comes, we shall be more effective in what we were doing. Oh Lord, we pray that our work will not be small, but we be extensive in the name that's above it and will be established. Oh yes, Lord, send your fire. Send your fire. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' marvelous name, we are praying. Whether you know this song, He's the Lord and He reigns on high. He is the Lord, spoke into darkness, created the light. He is the Lord who is like unto Him, never ending in day. He is the Lord. When we call on His name, He comes in power. When we call on
people cannot come but to say your fire. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, you said, and you and you shall be a deal with power. Sorry, what is put Acts chapter 1, verse 8 on the screen? I, I have it in my head quickly. Acts 1, verse 8. Acts 1, verse 8. Gonna turn that to prayer right now. Hallelujah. The apostle they turned it to prayer and they got results. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus. Your word says, but you shall receive power. But I, Chris Bele, shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon me. And you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. Therefore, in the name of Jesus, tonight or this afternoon, I receive power. I receive power. In the name of Jesus. And my life shall be a witness for Jesus. Lift your voices and pray right now. 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 God is breaking every limitation over our lives. We are moving to a new level. God has some unfinished business to do with us today. And we're not going to rush out without receiving it. Kindle a fire in here, my Lord. Let every moment we have used to put in your word of life and encouragement to your people. Lord, in our family, anyone that is not pulling their way because of the fire in me, they will catch the fire. Receive the fire today because that fire will touch your, your spouse, we touch your wife, we touch your husband, we touch your son, we touch your daughter, brothers and sisters, parents and all. Oh Lord, ignite me, ignite me today. The world around me is in need of the fire. Call on the Lord. Ask the Lord to ignite you. Lord, ignite me. Ignite me today. Ignite me for your glory. The world around me is in darkness. And you have promised that I shall be the light in the midst of the darkness. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' marvelous name, we pray. And your fire will never die again. From glory to glory, you will go in the name of the Lord Jesus. Isaiah chapter 60, please. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Arise shining for your light has come. And the glory of God is risen upon you. Please keep going. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth. And deep darkness the people, but the Lord will arise over you. And his glory will be seen upon you. And his glory will be seen upon you. And his glory will be seen upon you. In your neighborhood, the glory will be seen upon you. The person that you are sharing a house with will see the glory of God upon you. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Verse 3, please. The Gentiles shall come to your light and kings to the brightness of your rising. Lift up your eyes all around and see. They all gather together. They come to you to use your sons. <laughs> Hallelujah. Your son shall come from afar. And your daughter shall be nursed at your side. Lift your hand to the heavens with me. Lord, we stand as a body. We receive this word as a family of Christ. And the word we receive this afternoon is that the Gentiles shall come to our light. He said we have sons and daughters that are far off. Spiritual sons and daughters that are afar in the name that's above all name, because of the burning fire in this room today, we call you forth in the name of the Lord Jesus. Our sons to the east, our daughters to the east, come back home in the name of Jesus. So the west, to the south, and to the north, come back home in the name of the Lord Jesus. And the house of God shall now be called the tabernacle of the Most High the grand of deliverance and every bondage shall be broken in the name of Jesus thank you heavenly father in Jesus mighty name we pray as many as you probably have a need 
that requires God to intervene in the next one week. Just step to the aisles. Just step to the aisles. If there's nobody, that's fine. You don't need to come to church. Just step to the aisles. Hallelujah. Oh, you're coming forward. Okay, you want to come forward? Just come forward. I'm not going to lay hands on you. I just want to do something prophetic. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Holy Ghost fire. Holy Ghost fire. Asanda Karia Look up to God right now. And just from the bottom of your heart, tell him exactly if you were to have the opportunity to talk to me as a man that you can see that you will have told me. Just say it to him. Because the anointing is in the house to meet every need. And, and we just pray a simple prayer right now. Thank you, Jesus. The God of angel armies. Step, after this is a step of faith. You have come out. Just pour your heart to Him. Just express yourself and say, Lord, I know you are here. I can feel your presence here. I know you are in this house. So reach out to me with your power. Reach out to me with your fire. Reach out. Reach out. Reach out to me, Lord. Pray for another 30 seconds and I will briefly pray for you. Thank you, Heavenly Father. We give you honor and glory. In Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. Father, I stand in agreement with this, your children, this afternoon. And I make a simple request of you. God of Elijah, that answers with fire, Show up in their situation, I pray, in the name of the Lord Jesus. The Bible says that John the Baptist came in the spirit of Elijah. He said, but the smallest in the kingdom of God is still greater than this man, John the Baptist, who was an archetype of a man of fire. Lord, these ones, according to your promise, let your fire fall into that situation and resolve it this week in the name of the Lord Jesus. You have not changed. Let their amen turn to testimonies. Let their faith not dwindle during the week. When the enemy shall come against you like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will raise a standard against the enemy on your behalf. And the forces of darkness shall be beaten by but your own testimony you will possess in the name of the Lord Jesus. The yoke is broken. The yoke is broken. And you are released into the place the Lord has called you into in the name of Jesus. Receive it now. Receive it now. Holy Ghost fire will intervene on your behalf in the name of Jesus. It's fire that separates. The fire will set you apart. Uh, fire will set you apart. It will be different. It will be de they will know the hand of the Lord is upon you. And all the glory will be to our Heavenly Father. Go from here rejoicing. And by the special grace and mercy that you will come back testifying. God has some job situation here. Some of you is job situation. The Lord says he has sorted them. And you will not need to worry about them anymore. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father. We give you honor and glory. In Jesus' marvelous name, we are praying. God bless you. Go forth in your strength. Go forth in this strength. And come back to this fire. The rest of the church, I will pray for you briefly. Before I take my seat. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Father... When you want to help somebody, you send the word that will deliver them. 
this afternoon, you have sent our word. But you didn't send the word without the commensurate power. And the power of your words makes things happen. That's why the name that's above all names, I decree and declare over every one of this, every one of us in this room, the fire of God will rest upon our lives from this moment. It will set us apart. People that have been toying with you, they will not be able to toy with you anymore because no one can carry fire and not be burned. I say one more time, let no one toy with you anymore in the name of Jesus. The Bible says who can carry fire will not be burned. You are a ball of fire. You will lighten your environment. You will lighten your family. And this nation collectively, we shall lighten it in the name of the Lord Jesus. This fire will not go out. We burn brighter. We burn warmer. And the word we know the Lord is in our midst. Lord, we thank you. I pray that wheresoever there's still anything that is remaining that is to be done in our lives, stretch your hand and do it to us today, for us today in the name of Jesus. Oh, we worship you, Father. I pray, Lord, specifically for strength for all those that have ministered today, including myself. Lord, top your people up with power. We will not diminish. From strength to strength, we will go. And Christ shall be glorified in our lives. Thank you, eternal Father. Jesus' marvelous name we pray. Hallelujah. For more information on what you've heard, please visit our website at www.fountainoflove.org.uk. You'll also find other media presentations available to you. Stay blessed in Christ Jesus. Amen.